Praise God. Good morning, family. Blessings to you in Jesus' name. I'm excited about this word that the Lord's been stirring in my heart. And uh, it's encouraging and it's challenging all at the same time. And the title of my message today is, All That I Am. During this time of uncertainty, uh, during this time where people might have some, some worries and concerns, um, people are, have lost their jobs or been laid off, during this time of uncertainty, we have what is called a blessed assurance. The blessed assurance that God, God is still on the throne. God's promises are still yes and amen. God is the Lord and He does not change. He is still strong. He is still able. He is still our provider. God is still in control. Yes, He is. He is our strong tower. He is our healer. He is our provider. He is our peace giver. He is still at work. Although your job may be laid off and you may not be working, God is still working. Things may not be going like we thought they might or should or ought to be, but His work, His plan is still moving ahead and still is moving forward. Amen. And with that, I want to challenge you that although we may be off of work, although we may be sitting at home and off of school or whatever the case may be for you, that we must still... Um, be about the Father's business during this time. You know, um, you may have college students, you're home from school, and high school students, you're home from school. Some people are off of work, but it doesn't mean that we're not working the plan of God. We still need to be about the Father's business. We still need to be doing the things that He has called us to do. It may look different. It may sound different. We might apply it in a different way, but we still must be about the Father's business. And with that, I just we, we can't just sit down. We can't just wait for things to get back to normal. Because to be honest with you, my personal belief is we might have a new normal. Things may never be exactly the way they were. They might be a little bit different. Either way, we've got to be about God's business. God Amen. still has a plan for your life. He still has a purpose and a call for you to fulfill. And this is what I want to uh, tell you this morning. In Psalms 103 verses 1 through 5, it says, Let all that I am praise the Lord. With my whole heart, I will praise His holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things He's done for me. Amen. He forgives all my sins and heals all of my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like eagles. Let us never forget the good things that God has done. Let us never forget the testimonies that we have. Not only of your salvation, but of the countless times He's provided for you. He's healed you. Yes. He's rebuked the devourer. He's been that peace giver when you were in that season of mourning. He's brought you through it. Even though you, there was times you didn't think you were going to make it through, He saw you through. Let all that I am praise the Lord. Not some, not parts, but all. That is 100%. That is the whole of you. I know that some will say that, I, you know, my style of worship is different. Whatever your style is, it needs to be all 
for the Lord. Amen. You might be quiet and somber, but it should be all that you are, all that you have and are able and capable of. That means you might clap. It might stomp your feet. You might raise your hands. You might give a shout. There's something. There's all. Here's my question for you and my challenge is, if you just won a million dollars, how are you going to act? How much more so should be you be celebrating and praising your Heavenly Father with all that you are and all that He's given you? The Word of God says that all that I am, and it says all the time. Let me read this for you in Colossians. With all my heart. Three verses, uh, chapter 3, verses 23 to 24. Whatever you do, whatever it is, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. Now this is interesting. It doesn't say just at school or just at work. It says, whatever you do, whatever it is, Kids, when dad tells you to make the bed, do it as though you're serving the Lord. I know that's a, a crazy, crazy concept. It, I, I, I see here, it says in Colossians chapter 3, verse 23 to 24, whatever you do, do it as unto the Lord. Not that you're doing it for the people who's, who's asking you to do it, but you're doing it because God is pleased when we give 100%. Mm -hmm. It says all your heart. All that is within you. Do it with excellence. Do it in a manner that's worthy of someone saying that and saying, man, what's different about that person? What's going on? They operate at a higher level. They, they work with uh, excellence. They do things to the best of their ability. It may not be like the other guy, but they're doing their best. Can they say that about you? Is your life a living testimony, a walking, breathing Bible to other people for them to watch and read your life as you serve God? They can see a testimony there. They can see there's something different about you. And when they ask you about that, you can begin to share why and who it is that brought you to that place that you could serve in such a manner. Here's an interesting concept. You're either hot or you're not. In Revelations 3.15, it says, I know your deeds. This is the Lord talking. He says, I know your deeds. You're either cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, that's in the middle, because you're lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. God doesn't want complacency lazy Christians. Mm -hmm. He wants on fire, passionate people to advance the kingdom of God. We have not only got to read the word, we've got to apply it into our lives and we got to carry it forward. We've got to have, we got to be people of compassion. We got to be a people on fire and a zeal. I know that this time, this season we're in right now, it's easy to sit back on the couch and just say, well, let's just wait to see what happens. Okay, that's part of it, sure. But how about, hey, today I'm with passion, with zeal. I'm going to text 10 friends and give them an encouraging word. I'm going to 
Call five brothers or sisters in the Lord and pray with them. I'm going to intercede for the church. I'm going to intercede for our leadership. I'm going to intercede for the country. I'm going to rebuke this, this sickness and disease, the spirit of affliction, in Jesus' name. I'm going to have passion. I'm going to appeal to God like he says in his word. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves yes. and pray, turn from their wicked ways. See, we have a job to do. We need to be about the Father's business. Not just going through the motions, but we got to do it with passion, with all your heart. Hot for the Lord is giving your all in all that you do. Amen. Giving your all in all that you do. My goodness, let me apply that to my own life. Praise God. And it goes back to this. So if you're giving your all in all that you're doing... My question for you is, what is it that you're doing today, during this season? Are you just sitting, or are you about the Father's business? What is it that we should be doing? I have a verse that's going to help us figure this out. In Revelations, uh, excuse me, in, in, in the uh, scripture it says right here, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things will be added to you. The other things are what you'll eat and drink, what you'll wear, what your, your bodies, you know, there's these concerns that you have. Are you going to have enough toilet paper? Are you going to have enough food? Are you going to have enough this or that? Those are concerns, real concerns that people have right now. But God says, do you not know? That though you are evil, you know how to give good gifts to your children, and you're my children. How much more, as your Heavenly Father, will I give good gifts to you? Amen. So he's saying, you need not be concerned about those things. Pray about it. Give it to the Lord. Let Him be concerned with it. He will, He's your provider. You're not the provider. He is. The Walmart's not the provider. Costco or Sam's Club's not the provider. The President's not the provider. Your Heavenly Father is your All right. Coming back to you after some technical difficulties, here's the thing that we got to do. We've got to be about the Father's business. we got to seek first the kingdom of God. Yes, you, He knows you have need of these things, and He said He will provide those things for you, so we need not be concerned or worried about it. Yes, you got to go get it. I get that, but not worried about it, not concerned with it. If our number one priority should be advancing the kingdom of God, doing what He says to do. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. <clears throat> That's two things. His kingdom is his gospel, his word, advancing it, sharing your testimony, trying to advance the kingdom of God, praying, fasting, reading your word, but not just that, sharing it with others, encouraging others, leading them to Christ. We are all ministers of the gospel. Who have you shared the gospel with recently, this week even? I'm challenging you and encouraging you to Find somebody and go after them in a spiritual sense. Go after them with all your heart. Go after them with passion. Go after them with concern. Pray for their salvation. Seek the Lord. Fast and pray. Witness to them. Give them a word. Uh, encourage them in some way, somehow. Uh, pray that God surrounds them with godly witnesses and testimonies. And, and, and go after them. Secondly, that's the, uh, seeking God's kingdom. Secondly, His righteousness. We have got to live a life that's pleasing to God. Our actions, our words, our thoughts, everything that we say and do and think 
should be honoring and pleasing to the Lord. So, there's two parts to that. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all the other things, if we concern ourselves with God's purpose, his kingdom and living a right life according to his will, he's going to take care of the rest. We need not worry about it. Here's the thing with God's kingdom. If there's a kingdom, that means there's a king. And that king is Jesus Christ. That king said, if you love me, you obey my commandments. If you're wondering, what does that mean, Pastor? What activities do I need to do with all my heart, with all my compassion and passion? What is it that I need to do? He says, if you love me, you obey my commandments. So what? let's read in his word, what are his commandments? He said, love one another as you love yourself. Love the Lord your God with all, with all that is in you. It says, with all your heart, your soul, your strength, your might, everything that is in you. It lists all these things that you need to uh, direct and channel to the Lord. Just like uh, if you were in some competitive sport and you're wanting to win and it's close to the wire and you're going to give all that you have to win that game, that's how we should be living day in and day out for God. Do you want to win for his kingdom? Do you want to win for him? He is the head coach. He is the owner of the team. And he's given you a directive. You have a role and a part to play. How well are you going to uh, play your role and your part? Or is he going to have to put you on the bench because you're lukewarm and you're not running or hustling with all your might? Don't get benched in God's kingdom because uh, you're, you're in activity because of your complacency. Complacency leads to sin. We read in the story of David when he was on the rooftop and he's looking at Bathsheba. He was supposed to be about the father's business. He was supposed to be leading his army into battle. He, he delegated. He tried to give his role and his responsibility to someone else. And he was being complacent. And that complacency left him to a downfall. I want to challenge you today. Don't be complacent. Light a fire under your own behind if you have to. Get on fire for the Lord. Be a starter on his team. Hustle. Run hard. Run with perseverance that the race is marked out for you. So that in the end you don't lose. We want to win. And you win by finishing strong. Amen. So here's the question I have for you. I want you to ask yourself. Where am I at in my walk of faith? In my relationship with Christ. Where am I at in my walk of faith and my relationship with Christ? And how am I serving the Father? Mm -hmm. Am I serving Him just to get it done? A checklist, it's done? Or am I serving Him with passion? Am I serving Him with all that I have and all that is within me? Some of you give more attention and detail and, um, and passion to your jobs which we need to do, but you also can't forget you're doing it for Christ and you got to serve God with that same intensity, with that same uh, passion that you do to advance in your, uh, your earthly job, you got to do to advance in kingdom work. So this is what I want you to ask yourself. What adjustments do I need to make in order to give God 100%? Maybe you're doing pretty good. Maybe you're at 95% you just got to tweak a couple things Praise God and to add that last five. Or maybe you're just, you're not doing anything at all. I encourage you, get back to where you once were. Pray that uh, prayer that David prayed in Psalms 51. Return unto me the joy of my salvation and take not your Holy Spirit from me. 
Return that joy of my salvation. Let me be on fire for the Lord once again. Seek Him and spend time with Him until He returns that joy. Confess those things that have uh, thrown you off track. Those sins that so easily entangle you. Who, that have gotten you off your, your call and off the pace. That have tripped you up. I, we've all been there. But you got to get up. Dust yourself off. Confess those things to God. Ask Him to forgive you. Ask Him to cleanse you. And get back on track. Get back in the game. And do the things that God's called you to do. What, what adjustments do you need to make this week? What can I do today? And what can I do this week? To advance God's kingdom. That's the question we need to ask ourselves. What can you do today and this week on purpose to advance God's kingdom? Amen. Some, just some food for thought. Call someone. Pray with them. Pray for them. Intercede. Here's a prayer request that the church has. Tomorrow at some point I, I'm going to try to communicate with our mortgage holder here for the church. To ask for some grace, some leniency. And I'm going to be bold. I'm truthfully honest. I'm going to ask them to forgive our mortgage. If not, then I'm going to go down from there to see what it is that they can do during this season, during this time. That uh, things just aren't what they used to be. And so um, I'm praying. I'm asking that you pray with me. Leadership has already been praying all throughout this week. And I'm asking the rest of the family of God to be joining us in prayer, maybe fast a meal or do something, but ask uh, the Lord to intercede on our behalf and touch the minds and hearts of our mortgage holder, that they would be gracious to us, that they would work with us in this time and, and do something. Because I tell you what, you know, if we could um, get out from an, underneath that debt, I'm not saying we don't owe it, I'm not saying that we shouldn't pay it, we're doing our best, so far we're still current, but what I'm asking, that God move. Amen? Not only for the church, but for your lives as well. For your households as well. For your notes and your debt. I pray for a supernatural cancellation of those things. That God free you from that. Doesn't mean you still don't have to be a good steward. Amen? You still got to take care of your business. But I'm asking God to be part of that business. I'm asking you to pray to intercede with us. With that being said, I just want to invite um, Jeremiah to come. And I... I want to do this until things uh, clear up and we're joined together again in service at our church. But I want to continue to remind you of Psalm 91 and continue to read that and pray that uh, over you in Jesus' name. Jeremiah, if you come. All right. Psalm 91. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely He will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with His feathers, and under His wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of the night, Amen. nor the shadow that the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys the midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. I pray this over you in Jesus' name. Be blessed in the name of the Lord. Amen.
I also want to remind you um, to the ways that you can give in your tithes and offerings. This morning, we want to encourage you to continue in that. I know sometimes things can get, can be tight. It may be tight right now. Um, but to keep the blessings of God flowing in your life, to allow him to multiply and bless the money that you do have coming in. And the only way that happens is when we are faithful to him and our tithes and our offerings, even when the budget doesn't make sense, even when the paper doesn't make sense, even when the, the addition isn't adding up, God's uh, multiplication, his addition is so much different than ours. So I want to encourage you to continue to give in your tithes and your offerings, the ways that you can do that. I know it's different. Um, you can mail it in. Simply mail it to the address of the church. That's 1005 East Broomfield Drive. We're in Mount Pleasant. If you're joining us from a different city, um, our zip code, we're in Michigan. 48858 and then also we have online if you go to faithcommunity.tv you will find at the bottom an e-giving tab that you can click on or resources it says e-giving um, unless you're on a computer there's a, a tab at the top and follow the directions there to give that way or you can text to give you will have to set it up if you're if you haven't already but that number is 989-546-7191 so those are the three ways. If you're local and you just want to drop it off, that works too. Um, if we're not at the church, you can also just shove it under the door. We will get it. We do come over. Um, we try to on a daily basis to at least come over to the building. So we will get it. It will be safe and it will be uh, applied to the finances of the church and the ministry that is going forward here. So as we say goodbye, as you're leaving the sanctuary this morning, um, we're just going to sing another song as you exit out and be blessed. Know that we love you. We're praying for you. We miss you. Amen. We miss having you here miss with us. Um, and we are looking forward to the, the time again that we can come together.